Welcome to the Uncle Teal Football Show. My name is Miles. Our playoff matchups have been set. The 2021 NFL season is over. Playoffs can begin. Tennessee Titans with the AFC bye. Green Bay Packers with the NFC bye. We already knew that. The schedule is announced. Saturday will be the Las Vegas Raiders at the Cincinnati Bengals. The battle of playoff droughts. (laughs) The Raiders have gone 19 years without winning a playoff game. The Bengals have gone 31 years without winning a playoff game. Uh, Then Saturday night, New England at Buffalo. Round three. Ding, ding. Feels right. I'm pumped for this one. Bill Belichick versus Josh Allen. This is a good uh, good round three after the wind bowl and then the uh, both winning at each other's houses um, in weeks 13 and week 16. So that'll be fun. Uh, then Sunday, we got the three games, super wild card weekend, uh, Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. I don't know what Philadelphia's got in the tank. That's going to be really interesting. Um Good lines, good defense. Their starters didn't play on Saturday, obviously, so they're they're going to be rested. I mean, can Tom Brady can Tom Brady get rolling again? I mean, Tom Brady has already got four more playoff wins than Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw combined. We are talking this time. Tom Brady's goal is to achieve the mat the number of Super Bowl wins that they have combined. And I'm specifically referring to Tom Brady becoming the equivalent of both Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw's careers strung together as one quarterback. Going to be crazy. The middle Sunday game, that one that will also feature on Nickelodeon, of course, San Francisco at Dallas. I am pumped just for the Jersey matchup. Excited to see this. The first battle of San Francisco, Dallas. Since those legendary 1992, 1993, 1994 NFC title games, and those are the games where where I first uh, came into consciousness of the NFL, so that's going to be nostalgic. Uh, Then Pittsburgh at Kansas City, Big Ben, one more goodbye. (laughs) I don't know what's in the tank. They'll definitely be heavy underdogs against Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes in their first wild card game because uh, they usually get the bye. Uh, and then the, um, a Monday night game, Arizona at the Rams, Arizona at Los Angeles Rams, NFC West matchup, the first Monday night playoff game rematch. These teams actually played Monday night football on week 14. So really sucks for those fan bases that they have to listen to those announcers uh, for for the playoffs. But um I think they'll take the playoff victory anyway. So we will be with you Wednesday night to break that down in way more detail. The massive wild card preview will come. I, I just love the playoffs. This is when this show is really going to get going. The sacred place uh, where legacies and, and and stories are written with chaos and bounces of an oblong shaped football you know it's uh it's a lot of fun uh, and it goes a long way but let's talk about this week 18 the best week 18 in some time <laughs> actually there was a week 18 i think in 93 they used to give uh every team two buys and they had a week 18 but it, the first week 18 in a long time and maybe the second ever and it was good it was good it was was a lot of fun the drama was sustained but sunday night football we have to start there the los angeles chargers at the las vegas raiders we may never experience 
a situation in which three fan bases are so entwined in the pain and the heartache and ups and downs as Los Angeles Chargers, Las Vegas Raiders, and Pittsburgh Steelers were on this fine night. Raiders trying to win, Chargers trying to win, and Steelers hope, hoping not for a tie. Um, there was, I mean, there was speculation, as is well documented, that the Raiders and Chargers should purposefully go for a tie because had they done, had they done so, had the had Derek Carr and Justin Herbert walked out there today on Sunday Night Football and just kneeled down fifty times, then both the Chargers and the Raiders would have went into the playoffs because they would have then had a three way tie in the standings with Pittsburgh, and since they had both beaten Pittsburgh this year. They had the head-to-head tiebreakers, so they could have got a bye week, kind of in the in that way. And um, I never thought this was really going to happen. I, I made the point early that I thought that they should take the tie, but I knew that they wouldn't because there's a lot of money in advertising, and these coaches don't just make decisions in a vacuum. They work for people who need that money, uh, the the owners of the football teams in the in the league. So I knew they weren't just going to do that. And the, the spirit of competition, you know. I'm glad they did it. Uh, I'm glad they played the game. Uh, you know, it wasn't on my radar. I, at first, I was advocating for just just do it. Just do a tie. Get a free bye week. You know, I was trying to make the point that the Chargers and Raiders, you know, you, you earned those wins over Pittsburgh. You earned them. You earned that tiebreaker. Why are you just throwing it away? You beat Pittsburgh. Good for you. You, you, you earned this. So you can both go to the playoffs. But... Watching the game, I just couldn't help but feel proud. I just, it's the right thing to do. Play the game. You play to win the game. This is the reason soccer is unwatchable. Playing for ties and stuff like that. It's, just, it's stupid. It's why the only watchable soccer is the World Cup when they actually have to play for the win. Both teams have to play for the win. This is football. This is America. It's not been a good few years to be an American, but today I am proud. We play to win the game. The Lions could have got the first round pick by losing to the Packers. They didn't care. They went and beat the Packers. The Chargers and Raiders could have played to a tie. They didn't care. They played to win. And I mean, hey, I didn't want them to I didn't want them to do it, but they did it. They won me over. You play to win the game. Rock, flag, and eagle. The Raiders are the ones to pull it out, which does bum me out because I would have much rather have seen the Chargers in the playoffs. I wanted Justin Herbert in the playoffs, and I also didn't want Pittsburgh in the playoffs. And and I wanted the meme, the meme of the tie, because this game almost ended in a tie still, despite them both playing. I wanted the meme of Pittsburgh, you know, celebrating their playoff win and they're throwing stuff in the locker room. And then the second panel would be, you know, like some Steelers fans at, at the at the Raiders stadium sad as the score shows uh, shows that the Chargers and the Raiders tied and they've eliminated the Steelers that way. <laughs> they could have tied and eliminated the Steelers. But I found my patriotism. We don't play to tie around here. Um so the game was the game was good. Once it was established that they were not going to kneel down 50 times, uh, what a game we got. You know, the Raiders went up. Uh, they they dominated most of the game. They looked like they were going to win handedly. Uh, they got a field goal about midway through the fourth to go up uh, 29 to 14. So it looks like eight, eight minutes and 30 seconds was remaining. And the Raiders went up by 15 points, 29 to 14. But the Chargers, man, they came back. And Justin Herbert led these just hard, 
supremely inefficient drives to complete a very Chargers comeback. 383 yards. Looks good in the box score, but just what hard work. Philip Rivers-esque hard work. Stop me if you heard this before, but a Chargers quarterback was running for his life uh, and but still making plays when it counted. Um, that's what the Chargers do best is waste elite quarterback play. But the Chargers were down 15, and then they put this drive together, this 14-play drive that looks like it's winding down with a fourth and 21 from the from the 23, I believe. So like the, the first down is like the two-yard line. And Herbert throws this dart to Josh Palmer. Touchdown on fourth and 21. And they go for two and they get it. Now they're down by seven. The Raiders go three and out. And here we go. The Chargers again get the ball. And man, again, hard work by the skin of their teeth. 19 plays, 83 yards, converting three fourth and longs, two fourth and tens they had to convert. And then another fourth and 10 they converted by penalty. I mean, that's insane. <laughs> I mean, some say, wow, how'd they get, they converted three fourth and tens, but you also want to say, why did they have three fourth and tens on one drive? Um, between the fourth and 21 touchdown, between the two fourth and tens that were converted uh, the right way on the final drive, Chargers actually converted six fourth downs in this game, the most in 30 years. Anyway, Herbert to Mike Williams. They kick the extra point. They have tied the game up at 29-29 with these two side-winding Herculean effort drives. And in overtime, the Chargers trade to get a field goal. Raiders get a field goal. Carr and Herbert both had shots to the end zone. Just so exciting. This game was so good. And the, the internet's going wild. We're going to get the tie after all. You know, they kicked the field goal, kicked the field goal. They had wasted half of overtime. Pittsburgh's just you know, drenching out sweat soaked rags, holding onto their butts. Uh, the Raiders get the ball back in overtime with four minutes and 30 seconds tied 32 to 32. Are they going to try and win or are they going to tie and go to the playoffs anyway? And the chargers will also go for the playoffs. So clearly the chargers finally had an alignment. They wanted the tie at this point. Um, so the Raiders, they did, they did come out firing. They came out firing. We're proud to be an American. They fired the 17 yards to Edwards. Josh Jacobs who had a fantastic night, 26 for 132, at least a busy night. Um, they had the third and seven to Zay Jones. So the Raiders were still trying, but they got to the point where there was like two minutes left. They weren't really quite into field goal range. And it was third and four. And the Chargers call a timeout. And, um, there's uh there's not much time left third and four they Raiders hand it off to Josh Jacobs who gets 10 yards and they hand it off again and he gets seven yards now there's like 40 seconds left and this is the big story the Raiders have now admitted that had those runs not gone that well they would have settled for the tie and some people are saying well why did the Chargers call a timeout right before that um the you know they subbed in some run stoppers and then they didn't stop the run some people are saying they subbed out some run stoppers those people are wrong uh <laughs> but you know whatever there's a lot there's just a lot of takes about the timeout people want this game to be crazier than it is because we're just addicted to craziness right now with with this scenario they're saying and i'm just going to pour water on this they're saying that the timeout in the timeout they changed their minds the raiders decided not to go for a tie and therefore the chargers actually ended their season by calling timeout there but that's not really true 
That's not really true. Derek Carr had a quote that I think might make you think that, um, but also his quote doesn't make any sense. They after the game they asked him, "Did the time did the timeout change your strategy?" And he said, "Yeah, it definitely did. Obviously, but we knew no matter what, we didn't want to tie." Okay, so yes, it definitely changed our minds, but we knew no matter what, we were going to not try to tie. Okay. So then what was, what, what did it change your mind to? <laughs> if you knew for sure that you weren't going to do it, I don't think Derek Carr really heard the question. Um, so Derek Carr, uh, said that, and the anti analytics people are, are trying to, you know, really go after Brandon Staley cause he's the analytics golden boy, right? Saying he called the timeout and he lost the game. He lost the feel of the game, but it's clear from the Raiders coach, Basaccia uh, from Chargers, Brandon Staley. The thing that convinced the Raiders to kick the field goal and try to win was the the run. You know the the fact that the run went so well that they handed off to Josh Jacobs on third and four, and it went ten yards. Not the timeout, but the run. And the Chargers subbed in run stoppers, so they deserved to lose. They deserved to lose, but they didn't lose because of the timeout. Uh, Chargers just got some major issues. Chargers, Chargers fans. No, there's no Chargers fans. Chargers owners, listen, don't ruin Justin Herbert like you did Philip Rivers. Or, no, I take it back. Justin Herbert. <laughs> I'm going to direct. I try to address the fans. I try to address the owners. No, I'm going to talk directly to Justin Herbert. Don't sign with the Chargers. Just go to free agency. Unless they build you an absolute temple, just don't sign any contract. Play out your rookie contract, do a couple of franchise tags, and get out of there. So the Raiders get those two runs. The Chargers, even though they knew a run was coming, gave up 17 yards. Daniel Carlson, who, by the way, is fantastic week one and ends our week 18. Daniel Carlson, kicker for the Raiders, right through, right through the uprights. And the Raiders will go on to play the Bengals Saturday morning. It's exciting. It is exciting. The Death Star is rocking Vegas. Um and that field goal did do something that I don't know if they were really considering this. I don't think they were like trying to finagle matchups, but it did keep the Raiders out of a matchup with Kansas City. So that has to be valuable. Actually, is that correct? I'll have to vet that. Well, either way, it gave them a it gave them with a Cincinnati. So great Sunday night football game. Let's let's go to some of the early games. Um and just some of the other scenarios here. Because the other crazy thing to have happened uh this week resides in the AFC South. Eyes were on the AFC South, the 10 a.m. window. Could the lowly Texans beat the Titans? Could the lowly Jaguars beat the Colts? And no, the Texans could not beat the Titans, though it was 0-0 for a long time. Then the Titans came alive, live, they got 21-0. Then at halftime, after halftime, the Texans fought back to 21-18. So the Texans didn't go out down without a fight. Uh, it was a great time for Ryan Tannehill to come alive for the for the Tennessee Titans. He had this improvisation third down uh, that kept that uh, the um, the last touchdown drive going, and then he hit Julio Jones for Julio Jones's first Titans touchdown. Sixty-two career touchdowns in one hundred and forty-four games for Julio Jones defies all logic. It defies all logic. I don't know. Why Julio doesn't score touchdowns? Uh, 15 touchdowns away from Todd Gurley and Tez Bryant on the career leaderboards, by the way. But anyway, why take a shot at the man now? He scored the touchdown that essentially 
sealed the Titans to get the number one AFC seed. Congrats to Titans. Tannehill looked good today. We'll be exciting to see what they do, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. Indianapolis and Jacksonville, we talked about it as the time bomb potential on week 18, and it went off. It went off. Indianapolis just fell on their faces, and Jacksonville played a great game. Uh, you know, Jacksonville was up 16 to 3 early in the third quarter. The Colts were actually lucky to be down only 16 3. You know, if LaVisca Chenault could catch the ball, um, they would have been down, you know, even more at the half because he dropped a touchdown uh, right at the end of the half. And then he dropped a, a Chenault dropped a, a red zone a third down um, that uh, that could have kept another another drive going. Both ended up being field goals. Um, so the Jaguars actually had had not converted their opportunities and were still winning 16 to three. But it just didn't matter because Carson Wentz just kept feeding them the ball he had every chance to get them back into this game he this second just this fumble where he's trying to do too much two interceptions back to back three drives actually to start the second half was fumble interception interception from Wentz and combined with his pitiful performance in week 17 against the Raiders Carson Wentz can be blamed for tanking this team I mean he is the reason they lost. Not the only reason. Uh, I shouldn't have said the reason, but he's a huge reason that they lost. And no, it wasn't because they didn't give the ball to Jonathan Taylor. Uh, You know, Jonathan Taylor is not the MVP. Running backs don't matter. Jonathan Taylor got stuffed on a couple of third and shorts and then a fourth and short uh, at the goal. Why? Because the offensive line didn't block for him that well. Spare me the established the run, get an elite running back speech. Because Jonathan Taylor meant nothing to this game. If Carson Wentz is playing bad, Jonathan Taylor cannot bring them anywhere. And the fourth quarter announcers, their fourth and goal, they're always saying, you got to give it to Taylor. You got to give it to Taylor. You got to give it to Taylor. And then he just gets totally stuffed. Turnover on downs at the one yard line. Game losing play call right up the middle. The Jaguars are completely ready for it. Not a word from the announcers. They just kind of went on to talk about other things. Taylor is to blame. Wentz is to blame. The Colts offensive line is to blame. They, they, Wentz was under pressure the whole time. Of course, he insists on fighting through the edge rushers. Um, some of the most strong and athletic people on the planet, uh, and, uh, and just making every sack worse and more opportunity for fumble. That's Carson Wentz. But they also, the line didn't get any push on any of those Taylor opportunities. Um, and, I mean, the Jaguars defensive line deserves a lot of credit for this. You know, it was it it was a, an impressive performance to watch on the eyeballs. You could see the Jaguars, especially the defensive line, was playing hard. They deserve a ton of credit. Attacking, they're holding their ground. They had so much energy all game. And it wasn't just the Jaguars defense. The Jaguars offense, Trevor Lawrence, first overall pick of 2021, had his best game. Maybe you could maybe say that his game uh, uh, on Thursday Night Football against the Bengals was also pretty good. But this was a Trevor Lawrence game. He he made right decisions. He converted some third and longs. He used his legs. And the play of the game, when they're up 16-3 after one of Carson Wentz's bafflingly stupid decisions, or maybe it was one of Jonathan Taylor's stuffs for no gain uh, in a crucial, pivotal moment. I don't know. Whatever turnover it was, Jaguars are driving. They get to about the two-yard line. It's third and goal. Lawrence is in the shotgun. The snap is super high, and Lawrence pops it up into the air, 
and now he's got to catch it like it's a fly ball coming down and a Colts safety is a free rusher on him from the edge. He catches this, evades the safety, gets outside of the safety and then throws to the back of the end zone where Marvin Jones just makes this perfect toe tap catch on the back line. The game was over at that point. It was an awesome play too. It was a, it was great. And the funniest visual of all of this is that the Jaguars fans showed up to this game in a coordinated protest uh, against Trent Baalke, uh, the GM, with clown noses and wigs. And now the Jaguars <laughs> had this great game against the Colts, eliminated from the playoffs, extremely high-profile game, the game that blew everything up, the game that created the suspense for, for Chargers Raiders largely. And now presumably... The Jaguars fans will have to look at those clown noses and wigs as some sort of good luck charm. <laughs> they did it as a protest, but now they have to think fondly on those clown noses and wigs. Quite interesting. Colts loss and the fact that the Colts were losing so thoroughly meant that we could enjoy the Ravens Steelers game as a playoff game with a playoff atmosphere because the, the Colts had lost the game by the fourth quarter. So we got to enjoy Baltimore Pittsburgh happening at the same time. It was a slugfest as it should be. Big Ben, uh, I think it was like 13 to 6 or 10 to 6. No, no, it was 10 to 6. Big Ben gets a drive going near the end of the fourth quarter. Touchdown number 418 for his career. Um, to give them the lead, Baltimore, Justin Tucker kicks a field goal. They go into overtime. And there, this was an exciting overtime as well. It's just great to see Baltimore-Pittsburgh, this rivalry here. Now this game means so much. It's an overtime. Pittsburgh's literally playing for the playoffs, provided the, the Chargers and Raiders don't tie. But now we can say, yes, they were playing for the playoffs. The Ravens playing for a shot at the playoffs, shot at the playoffs. But the Ravens... Tyler Huntley can't pull it off in overtime. A couple of good targets to Mark Andrews. A couple of drops by Marquise Brown. Um, and Big Ben with the drive in overtime. <laughs> a fourth and ten conversion uh, for him as well. Uh, that got them into field goal range. Not sure what the Ravens defense was doing on that. And then Boswell kicks the kick to send Pittsburgh to the playoffs. Okay. One more game where we have to say goodbye to Big Ben, I guess. Uh, what a ham. He just won't. He's like James Brown coming back on <laughs> on stage. He's just not going to leave. Um, I wanted to give some time to Green Bay, Detroit. Uh, you know, I talked about the, the Chargers and the Raiders and the proud to be an American where we don't play for ties. And Detroit did not play for the number one overall pick. So because Jacksonville won, um, you know, Baltimore-Pittsburgh was extremely important, but suddenly Green Bay-Detroit came a little bit important as well, meaning if Detroit had lost and Jacksonville won, then Detroit would have got the number one overall pick instead of Jacksonville. And Detroit knew this, and they still played to win. And they played great against mostly backups for the Packers, we'll admit. Rodgers came out at the half, so did Devontae Adams and A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones and all that, but... Ironically, the people who are critical of Detroit also don't see the, the lesson of the, of the reason to play, the reason to play to win the game. It's not just you know the, the joke that I'm making about being proud to be an American. It's also that the number one pick and the number two pick aren't that different. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was not expected to beat the Colts at all because he sucks. 
because he's been terrible all year. That's the guy you were supposedly fighting for last year. That's the guy you were supposedly clawing for to get there. There's nobody like that uh, that in this class, in the 2022 class. You got a number one overall pick on your team, Jared Goff. And Aaron Rodgers on the other sideline. He's a, he's a late 20s or early 20s first round pick. You want Goff? You want Goff? Amon Ross St. Brown, DeAndre Swift. These guys drafted on day two. It's not that important. It's not more important than trying to win a football game. Especially players, human beings. They they don't wanna they don't wanna play for another player who's gonna come in and and much less like the first versus the second overall pick. And they even said, like, I don't know why Detroit's trying to win this game. There's a couple of great edge rushers at the top of the draft. Yeah, they got the second pick. So take one of them. It's just really interesting. I'm I I am happy that Detroit played uh, and won that game. That was fun. All right, afternoon games quickly. The Rams in San Francisco and Arizona and Seattle. The NFC West is playing. The NFC West was up for grabs. The Rams needed to beat San Francisco, um, or have Arizona lose. Um, actually, both the Rams and Arizona lost <laughs> because Seattle, first of all, thumped the Cardinals. That was fun to watch my divisional hatred speaking, but it's always fun to experience some Russell Wilson back in business to Tyler Lockett. That was fun. Um, but the Rams San Francisco was much more, much more uh, dramatic and much more on the national consciousness. Rams started off 17 to zero. San Francisco was hurting. The questions are streaming in. Why is Garoppolo playing and not Trey Lance, the number three overall pick who won the week 17 elimination game for the 49ers? Why did he not get a chance in week 18? They're down 17 to zero, but the Rams, they stopped rolling. They stopped rolling. It's a worrying trend because they do. They just, for like a couple quarters, the Rams are just bad. Just every once in a while, there's just a couple quarters where the Rams aren't good. It's a worrying trend. They're trying to put together four wins and get this Super Bowl. Stafford's holding on to the ball too long. Odell Jet Beckham Jr.'s running other people's routes. No wonder he's always open. <laughs> and the famous stat for Sean McVay finally gets hit. He had this, oh, Sean McVay never loses when he's leading at halftime. You know, he's 45-0. and 0. Now he's 45-1. and 1. Now he's 45-1. and 1. 49ers were making plays. I don't think Garoppolo did anything special. Um, in this game. I mean, many people are going to point to this as vindication for the decision to go for Jimmy Garoppolo over Lance, but I watched this game and he is just, he is a cog. I mean, he is an absolute cog. Any other quarterback with this elite offensive line, Trent Williams and company with these weapons, Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell, even Ayuk, and now Jennings all of a sudden get in there. And remember, George Kittle is also there and break in case of emergency. Also a great blocker. Um, and Jimmy Garoppolo will get a ton of credit for that final drive, but his big throw, speaking of the final drive, is the one where they tied it. Um, so they did this big comeback, and they and the Rams scored again, and then Jimmy Garoppolo drove them down the field for 89 yards. But the big chunk of that, like 50 or 60 yards of it, was a throw like four yards behind Debo Samuel, and Debo adjusts and just makes this amazing play. God, Debo Samuel is amazing. Um he is my pick for all pro wide receiver for sure. Adams Cup Debo. I don't think anybody can can even go different than that. Well, Jefferson and Chase. Boy, we got a lot of good receivers in the NFL. That's fun. That's fun. Uh, but the Cardinals lost, so the Rams get the NFC West anyway, even though 
the 49ers beat them. And now the Chargers and Rams will face each other in shame in the playoffs. <laughs> Cooper Cup update did not get either of the records he was going for. Uh, Calvin Johnson's 2012 receiving yards record uh, and Michael Thomas's 2019 reception record. Cup fell short of both. Yes, it would have been in 17 games, but it still would have been the record. I mean, we can't have two record books. I just, I ask, and this has been a common thing all day long. There's been so many franchise records and stuff being broken. I just ask that we don't pretend that we don't try to make excuses for the guys who got the record. If they did it in 17 games or, you know, TJ Watt tied the sack record today. That's awesome. People are saying it's actually more impressive because he missed two games, but it's, it's still he still benefited from having the 17 game schedule because everyone else who missed two games in a season played 14 and he played 15. So yeah, I mean it it's it's all there's nuance to it. We don't have to pretend. They benefit. The records fall easier because they have 17 opportunities and we don't have to pretend that it's not true. It's just reality. Side note, where were the Rams fans today? <laughs> I mean, in SoFi Stadium, it's always, always the away team. I mean, Chargers every week, the away team is there. Chargers, there's no Chargers fans. But this this was a Rams game, and it was all 49ers fans. Stafford even commented how it was a tough environment to play in. We'll see what the Cardinals fans can do uh, going into L.A. for Monday Night Football wild card game. So, all right, we will be back Wednesday night to preview the wild card weekend then we'll have shows on sunday and monday uh, to sum up the action so get ready for it muckle teal football show my name is miles thank you for tuning in and good night